Welcome to Get Yourself Back, a podcast designed especially for those recovering from narcissists. Here, I teach you how to heal, how to feel lasting peace, lead with love, and create the life you want, no matter what you've been through or who is in your life. Hi, I'm Laura, by the way, and I'm the coach for people dealing with narcissists who have lost themselves trying to survive. It's time to get yourself back. Let's go. Welcome back. Today is part two of our double feature. I've done two podcast episodes this week. The first one was on gratitude. And today we are going to talk about navigating them holidays with family and narcissists. It's going to be so good. If you hear my kids in the background, it's Thanksgiving break. So this is what we've got today. Hopefully it's not too terribly distracting, but I'm so glad you're here. And today we're covering such an important and timely topic. Hopefully it will be in time for Thanksgiving, which for me is tomorrow and uh, as well as Christmas. So Christmas is coming up and uh, there's going to be probably a lot of drama in your family, maybe a lot of um, struggle. And hopefully this episode will help you navigate the holiday season with narcissists in your family. Now, before we get to that, there is something about gratitude that I do want to elaborate on a little further from last uh, the last episode. And, and this is the idea. So we covered a lot of reasons why gratitude is hard and what gets in the way. And one of the things I uh, want to elaborate a little more on is the idea that your gratitude can actually hurt other people. So if you have narcissists in your life, posting on social media about what you're grateful for, for example, will likely be met with jealousy or hurt or anger because you quote left them out or because you quote post about your in-laws more than you do me or, or there's just in some way without mentioning them, you have slighted them because your gratitude for that day does not involve them. And so and, and this might be about your family, but it might also seem like when you post on social media or just express gratitude in general, right? What it feels like is that you are ignoring other people. You are hurting other people. You are not paying attention to other people's hurt. And it's simply not true, but that's how it can feel sometimes because there are people in this world who look at the gratitude being given, they're not involved in it, and they feel left out. And they have a lot of thoughts and feelings about your gratitude. And there's a lot going on for them. And uh, there's just it's just so important to, to realize that you really are free to be grateful for whatever it is you want to be grateful for even when there are people suffering in this world. And this doesn't mean that you don't care about their suffering. It doesn't mean that you want to leave them out. It just means that for this moment, on this day, you feel gratitude for something small or even something big. And that moment is small, right? And there's just there's just so much more to life in, in, in terms of space and time. And when you spend one moment feeling gratitude, it serves you so much. And just because other people feel hurt by that, it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong or that you shouldn't be grateful, right? So the people in your life 
they don't get hurt by what you say. They get hurt by what they think about what you say. Now, not everyone knows this, okay? And it's not necessarily, doesn't mean I want you to go out and be a jerk and <laughs> and everyone just gets hurt because of what they're thinking about what I'm saying, right? That's not to say that you get carte blanche to, to do whatever you want and be whomever you want. I mean, technically that's true. You can but it won't be without some consequences, right? And you still, we, we still obey laws. We still try to be decent people. But typically when this, when this is happening, right? Like we, in healthy relationships, we have a healthy amount of empathy, a healthy amount of consideration, right? We sometimes do want to consider other people's emotions before we say something. Sometimes we want to be aware of, how others are feeling and we want to be sensitive to that. I think that it's okay and that is appropriate and a lot of healthy, normal, day-to-day life circumstances. But the problem is that when you've been raised by narcissists or you're recovering from narcissists, it is overdone. There's too much empathy. There's too much consideration and you feel obligation and you feel uh, responsibility where there is, it's not appropriate to to be responsible, okay? You can't control what other people think or say about you. Your intentions in the moment of being grateful are pure. Gratitude really is pure. And you're allowed to express your gratitude freely. That is available to you at all times. And shrinking yourself so that someone else doesn't have to feel emotion, it hurts you. And you don't have to hurt you anymore. You never have to hurt you anymore just so that someone else doesn't have to be hurt. This is, so this is another way, you know, in which gratitude has been weaponized against you. You know, they want to dictate how your gratitude is felt and expressed so that they can feel better. And this is just not how gratitude works. Gratitude is sacred. Gratitude is pure and healing and it's wonderful. And they are attempting to control it for their own gain, which is really sad because it ceases to be pure gratitude if it's forced or coerced, right? So the, the very thing they're looking for, they destroy or, or they damage or uh, they poison by trying to control it. When in reality, true gratitude is given freely and it is not coerced and it's not forced. And so it's it's really sad for them that they feel that they have to somehow extract gratitude in order to feel the thing that they want to feel. And you don't have to buy into it. You don't have to play by those rules. You don't have to engage or be part of that game. So let's go there. What will happen if you express gratitude freely? Well, if you're posting on social media, for example, and you are, you know, your posts are public to certain family members for whom it will be difficult for them to see your gratitude, you'll likely get some messages. Maybe you'll get uh, a Facebook message or a text or a call or someone in your family will tell you, hey, mom was really upset when you said that, right? Some form of communication will come to you wherein the offended person lays into how ungrateful you are of them or how thoughtless you are, or how offensive you are. And they dump all their pain and anguish on you and hold you responsible for it. So in this moment, I want you to shift from what they are doing and what they are feeling 
and turn your attention to what is happening in your body when this happens. What emotions are coming up for you? What thoughts are passing through your mind? Remember, the narcissist only has power if you believe what they say and you try to make your pain go away by placating them. By staying with your emotion and not trying to solve it, you are setting yourself free. Avoiding the drama by not posting and not being grateful in order to keep the peace doesn't actually keep the peace. It just keeps you small. It keeps you quiet. It keeps you held down. What you think is, quote, peaceful is just a lack of their escalation. It's a lack of their negative emotion. But that's that's not peaceful. That's something else, right? You can... You can be peaceful all the time, no matter what others are thinking or feeling. You can allow the sacred power of gratitude to flow through you freely because gratitude is stronger than pain. Imagine what that would look like for you. Gratitude is stronger than pain. I believe that. Anyway, so there's that on um, some ideas I had about gratitude after the fact. (laughs) So hopefully that helps. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact me. I would love to answer them. All right. So now let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. All right. So what makes the holidays hard for those of us with family and extended family that have narcissist tendencies? The short answer is emotion, specifically negative emotion, right? So dealing with narcs in general means that you're going to need to play by a different set of rules. They don't behave like typical healthy people. They aren't capable of understanding where you're coming from. They can only manage their own pain. They can't see you as a person. They can only see you as an asset whose only purpose is to help them feel better. That is the definition of a narcissist. Narcissists by nature are in constant emotional pain, constant. And as a result, They feel like they have to control everything around them, including events and people as much as possible. And the holidays are no exception. In fact, the holidays are great opportunities for them to exert even more control than they normally would. They take advantage of normal family expectations. They take advantage of your emotion and they are willing to pull out all the stops to make sure that they get to feel something at everyone else's expense. So narcissist family members have certain expectations of everyone around them. And if you've been around this for many years, you're likely trained to live up to these expectations. Things like traditions, um, like visiting on Christmas Day. And this is true even after you're married and you'd like to either visit your in-laws or maybe you want to have your own Christmas Day with your own family. If you decide to go that route, you are not living up to expectations. So... What this looks like is when and where people come to visit for the holidays, it looks like not respecting your personal space or your decisions about what you will do for the holidays. It looks like being jealous, disappointed, or angry that you go against their expectations. So what they will likely do is use things like guilt to change your mind. How could you not spend the holidays with your family? How could you keep our grandchildren away from this, from us? Wow, now I understand why suicides increase during the holidays. (laughs) Yes, 
that's what they say. They're trying to create guilt in your body so that so that you change your mind and have compassion, which that's not compassion, that's something else, but it feels like compassion and you just feel sorry for them and you just want to do what they want so that they feel better, right? Sometimes they'll use triangulation. So what that means is they get others on their side to in- increase pressure on you, right? Or they punish others based on your behavior. So not only are you getting pressure from maybe parents, for example, you're also getting pressure from your siblings or your cousins or your aunts and uncles, because if your siblings don't understand the work you're doing and the boundaries that you're practicing, they may start to push back against your boundaries and maintain loyalty with the parents. Now, the reason why they do this isn't because they're evil. It's because they are scared and they don't have the tools yet. They think that maintaining the status quo and keeping everything fine and good will keep everybody happy and safe. And so they're going to put pressure on you too, probably. Or um, sometimes family members who are narcissists use all or nothing, right? So if you don't come on Christmas Day at this time, we just won't do any Christmas for anyone, right? And then you're made to feel that it's all your fault and that you have ruined Christmas for everyone, Right. So this is, again, designed to create feelings in your body like guilt or loss or disappointment or fear. And they rely on you not wanting to feel that way so that you'll be motivated to change your mind. And so it's really easy, right? You can just feel better if you just do what everyone wants you to do. And then you don't have to feel the guilt and you don't have to feel the shame. They rely on that. So so there's a lot of emotions when it comes to our families right? A lot of good emotions and a lot of negative emotions. And for a lot of really good reasons, right? Most of us want to love our families regardless of who they are. We want to do the holiday stuff and follow the traditions. We want to see our siblings and our cousins that we only get to see maybe once or twice a year. We want to be good children. We want to be good family members. We want to avoid rocking the boat or making anyone feel bad. We want to avoid the pressure of expectations, but we also want to avoid feeling abandoned by them, feeling like we've disappointed them or being made to feel like we don't love them enough, right? So for narcissists around the holidays, they are also trying to avoid emotion. They're trying to avoid feeling lonely. They're trying to avoid feeling abandoned. They don't want to feel out of control and they don't want to feel unloved. So they use the tools at their disposal and they think that by controlling their family members, they can avoid feeling all those negative things. And also likely by the time the holidays do roll around, there has already been so much training in place that the children, siblings, cousins, etc., are already poised to do whatever it takes to keep the status quo and just get through the holidays and we can all go home. <laughs> in fact, even when children become adults and like they even do the work to heal and to move on with their lives and to um, change their brains and build boundaries and all that stuff. Once they get back home, visiting with parents and siblings, old dynamics start to play out again. It's crazy. And it's like their kids are teenagers again. And it's a strange phenomenon, but it's really powerful because in the brain, context is very important. And if you've been trained to behave, think, and feel a certain way within a specific context, it will be a powerful pull for you when you return to the context, even if you've done the work to heal outside of the context. So that may be happening. 
Another interesting thing that happens is as adult children interact with their narcissist parents during the holidays is that old toxic patterns start to play out in the next generation too. The grandchildren become subject to the manipulation. Some parents will show favoritism, like sending some grandchildren more gifts than others, right? Or maybe the grandchildren will be pulled into the triangulation tactics, or they'll be used as pawns to create guilt in you, right? So that you do whatever it is that they want you to do. And the key, the, the bottom line here is, right, the negative emotion, the grief, the loss, you know, saying, how can you keep the grandchildren away from me? Or I want my kids to have a relationship with their parents, right? These are good, uh, good emotions and, and good desires. But again, we are not playing by the same rules as with healthy people. And so you have to, you have to kind of pull back a little bit and really look at the situation and see the truth of it because it's not your job to manage your parents' emotions. It's not your job to manage the relationship your parents have with their grandchildren. It's your job to protect your grandch or their grandchildren, your children, right? It is your job to do that, but it's not your job to protect your grandparents from feeling whatever it is that they might feel as a result of actions you take for very, very good reasons. So there's a lot of ways to navigate the holidays, but the main thing is you get to decide how to manage your holidays, whatever that looks like. It's really hundred percent up to you. There is no right or wrong way to handle it. In fact, my job is not to tell you to go no contact or not, or to avoid them or not, right? How you choose is up to you. Why you make that choice is what I'm more interested in and how you manage you is the work that you and I do together. So here's a basic rule of thumb to follow no matter what you decide to do with your family over the holidays. And then we'll look at some specific examples and see if we can navigate those. So number one, make a decision. Make a decision about how you will spend the holidays based on what is best for you. Okay. I want you to look at that decision and look at your reasons for why you're making that decision and decide that those reasons are perfect and good enough. And you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to convince someone else that those reasons are good enough. You can have confidence in those reasons all on your own. So whatever that decision is, maybe you go no contact. Maybe you spend the holidays with them. Maybe you have limited contact. Maybe you have limited time with them, whatever that looks like. It's 100% up to you. List down your reasons And if you like them, stick with them. Okay. Number two, focus on managing your emotion. Focus on you and the emotion inside of your body, not their behavior and not their reaction. So you make a decision. You like your reasons. Focus on managing your emotion instead of anticipating and solving for their behavior and reaction. And finally, enjoy whatever decision you choose or learn from this decision and make a different one next time. Okay. There is no wrong answer. There's just emotion (laughs) that happens as a result of what you choose. Do you like the result? Do you want a different result next time? Then let's make a different decision. Okay. 
let's say you make a decision this holiday season and it's absolutely the worst and you definitely feel like you handle it the absolute worst way possible. Guess what? It's okay. You you can forgive yourself and you can decide to make a different decision next time. Really, there there is no, you really can't screw this up, okay? It's really just about figuring it out by making these decisions, seeing how it plays out, seeing how you do emotionally and practicing managing your emotion as you go along with the new tools that you're employing as you make these decisions. Okay. It might be messy. That's okay. It really, really is. (laughs) Okay. So make a decision. Get your reasons out there. Be confident in your reasons. Focus on managing your emotion, not their behavior or reaction, and enjoy whatever decision you choose or learn from it and make a a different decision next time. So that's the basic basic roadmap for you for how you're going to live during the holidays this season and every season. So let's look into some possible choices and see if we can make sense of them. All right. So let's say for many good reasons that you go 100% no contact, no visits, no calls, no communication whatsoever. You do the holiday thing on your own with your own immediate family or with your friends. So again, why do you choose this? What are, what are the reasons? What is important to you? What emotions are you trying to avoid? So this option is available to you at any time. It's neither the right or the wrong decision. It's 100% up to you. And you get to decide what those reasons are. Do you like those reasons? Do you like who you are as you present those reasons? Do those reasons represent who you want to be? As you make this choice, what emotion is coming up for you? If fear, guilt, or shame are coming up, remember it's because you're having thoughts. Maybe those thoughts are predicting what's going to happen. Maybe those thoughts are self-judgment. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad daughter. I should be with my family on, on the holidays, right? Whatever those thoughts are, get them down on paper. And remember, thoughts are just thoughts. They don't represent reality. They really don't. They are just offered by your brain to try to keep you safe. So if you really feel very strongly that 100% no contact is the appropriate action for you this holiday season, then whatever comes up in your mind that's trying to stop you, get those thoughts out on paper and move forward with your decision. Now, so now that you've done some self-coaching on this, that's what the self-coaching process is, is asking yourself all of these questions and writing them down. Maybe you want to then communicate this boundary about the holidays. It can be very simple and direct. You'll probably want to either explain yourself or you might be pressured to explain yourself, right? Narcissists will not understand your behavior. They don't really want to understand, but they will be confused and they will be hurt and they will feel all these things. And, but, but the truth is you don't have to explain yourself. It is not required to give them your reasons. You never have to convince them that what you're doing is what's best for you. You never have to convince anybody of that. All you have to do is convince you. Are you convinced that this is what's best for you? Then that's the only person you have to convince. You don't have to convince anyone that what you're doing is right. You don't have to ever explain yourself if you don't want to. If it's best for you, it's best for you. And that's that. No one ever has to agree with you. 
because this is your life and you get to decide how you spend your time and how you spend your holiday season. 100%. You might also be dealing with some grief if you go this route because maybe you decided a long time ago that holidays with your family are out of the question and maybe your thoughts during the holidays turn to the loss that you feel. Okay, like this is okay and it's it's completely normal. It's important to allow yourself to grieve what you wish could be when it comes to your family. They are who they are and you can't change them. And sometimes it's totally normal to wish they were different. You know, you can, you look at your other, um, maybe you married into a healthy family and everyone's normal there. Or maybe you look at your friends or other people on social media and you just see how healthy and wonderful their families are. Right. You wish that maybe you wish your family could be that way, but it's, it's simply not real. It's not possible. And so, and this is the moment where we allow ourselves to feel that loss fully. This is a healing practice. And I recommend taking the time out to write all your thoughts about your family, what they should be, how they fail to measure up and why it's so painful. This will help you connect to your grief. And as you process the grief out, I promise you, you will feel better and you will feel stronger and you will have an increased capacity for love and gratitude regardless of your circumstances. All right. So let's say you decide that you do want to be there for the holidays. Maybe you haven't gone no contact and you're just wanting to enjoy time with family, but you know weird stuff's going to (laughs) happen. Or maybe you've gone no contact, but you want to break it for holidays only, right? That's totally fine too. There's lots of great reasons for this option, knowing that there will be toxicity there and there's a way to handle it so that you have a good time no matter what. So you get to decide how you are going to deal with the toxicity. Think about it ahead of time. What are your boundaries going to be? You're probably already good at predicting exactly what your family members are going to think or say. So use that to your advantage and see if you can play out a scenario where you decide what you will do if they cross a line. Are you willing to let them know what you will and won't tolerate? Are you willing to lovingly walk out the door if your boundaries are repeatedly violated? What is best for you and how can you show up for you in that moment? I think it's really important to really grasp that some expectations for the holidays are actually our own expectations. We think that our family members should see us. We think that they should know us better. We think that they should be more considerate. We think that they should love us unconditionally and not treat us with toxicity. But these expectations are not going to be met, probably. Because here's the thing. It's not their job to live up to your expectations, just like it's not your job to live up to their expectations. It goes both ways. Release them from your expectations, just like you will release yourself from their expectations, expecting them to have, or sorry, expecting them to behave differently than they do is just fighting against reality. And it's in reality that you are attempting to control in the same way that they attempt to control you when you fight against reality. You want them to behave a certain way so that you can feel something or avoid feeling something. 
And this is exactly how they operate. And it's the source of all of their toxicity. So opt out of this game. Manage you, not them. So for example, if you're there for the holidays and you know that your aunt is going to make a comment about your weight, right? Shut it down. You're like, any comments or discussion about my weight is not on the table. How are you doing in your business, right? Like change the subject. You can decide how you're going to manage these weird little interactions, all right? Maybe your parents um, start judging your marriage, right? Or maybe some uncle... (laughs) gets drunk and starts saying weird stuff. Are you, what are you willing to tolerate and not tolerate? And are you willing to follow through with that boundary? Okay. You can also, I mean, all of these decisions and boundaries, they really can be done with so much love. This doesn't have to be, all right, I'm gearing up and I'm going into battle. Okay. It doesn't have to be a struggle. If you're finding that it is, I want you to stop and take a deep breath, step back and relax. Boundaries are about love every single time. They're about self-love and they're about loving the other person. They're about giving the other person a chance to love you for who you really are because that's real love. Real love is based in truth. If you people please someone and you fail to set a boundary with them, you're not showing them who you are. You're lying to them. And if you can set a boundary, you can do it with all kinds of love in your heart. You can allow someone to feel the pain they're in with so much love. Love doesn't mean you solve all their problems all the time. Love doesn't mean... You make sure they're happy all the time. Love just means you feel love for them exactly as they are without trying to control, mourning with them if they are mourning. Notice it's the phrase, mourn with those that mourn, not do whatever it takes to make them stop mourning. You can love your family and not see them for the holidays at the same time. You can love your family and see them for the holidays on your terms. If they can't meet you on your terms, that's okay too. You can love them anyway without compromising your terms if you don't want to. You can love them as they try to make you feel guilt without feeling guilty. You can love them as they try to tell everyone in the family how horrible you are without feeling fear that everyone will turn on you. You can love them as they accuse you of ruining Christmas for everyone without believing that that is true. (laughs) Now, does it mean that you tolerate all of this behavior all the time? No, you don't have to tolerate it. Set your boundaries, explain them, right? And then do what you will decide to do if those boundaries are violated. Love does not mean tolerating things that hurt you either. Here's the thing. Did you know that it's not even possible to ruin Christmas or Thanksgiving for anyone? All you have to do is watch The Grinch to see how that's possible. That's right, folks. The Grinch is a narc. (laughs) But seriously, The Grinch has a lot of deep, unprocessed emotional pain, and he is blaming Christmas and Whoville for his problems. So he tries to control Christmas, tries to make everyone miserable by taking things away. And then what happens? 
the people of Whoville celebrate anyway. They don't need hoo-hash and roast beast or presents to have a wonderful time. So let the Grinch do what the Grinch does, and you go have a wonderful holiday no matter what. <laughs> so if you have any questions, email me. I'm Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at bythewaycoaching.com. If you have any questions about this, I would love to answer them. I hope you have a fantastic holiday no matter what happens. Even if you try to implement these tools and it all blows up in your face, that's okay. We can learn from it and try again. Dealing with narcissists is hard for so many reasons, mainly that survival mechanisms in us are at play. And healing those mechanisms takes time. It takes multiple attempts. It takes a lot of patience and a lot of practice. So even if the holidays go horribly wrong this year, you can forgive yourself. You can learn from the experience and you can feel love for yourself as you are learning new things. Our holiday season is going to be a little different this year because we are having a baby. We're doing a couple weeks, two or three weeks, and uh, that'll be a couple weeks before Christmas. So we're gearing up for that and it's going to be different and exciting and fun. This will be baby number three for us. So we're really excited. Anyway, have a wonderful holiday. You can do this. We'll talk next time. Bye. Hey there. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, working one-on-one with me just might be what you're looking for. I invite you to book a consultation. It's a free one-hour conversation focused entirely on your situation that will change your life. Email me directly at laura at bythewaycoaching.com to get started. Can't wait to see you soon.